0: What's up, what's up? It's your favorite sex and relationship coach, aka the Pussy Fairy, Azaria Menezes. So obviously you've landed on the juiciest podcast if you're listening to Getting Intimate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have a pussy or you're a mom or you're in a relationship and you're looking to increase that pleasure and orgasm factor in the bedroom with yourself with your body or in your relationship, or maybe you just want your pussy wet and your relationships to be the cherry on top of your Sunday sex ice cream, listen to this podcast. I'll be sharing all of my knowledge, all of my ideas, my experiences, and thoughts on this podcast with you so that you can invite new perspectives and way more sensual excitement into your life. As always, try anything I say on for size and see what you like and leave the rest. Let's
1: get intimate. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Intimate. It has been a juicy little 30-day break, and so I am back and so excited to chat with you about all things Italy, intimacy, relationships, taking time away, all of the fucking things. So if you've been waiting for an update and if you wanted to hear a little bit about my trip, tune in and let's get intimate. So I want to preface this episode by just saying thank you to those who are tuning in. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. I so, so appreciate you. And I know that a 30-day break, I kind of gave whoever's listening a warning, but like I didn't know it was going to be 30 days. So I just want to say like, it's it's so appreciated that you're listening and you're here with me and supporting me. And I'm really excited that I get to show up in a way that feels really good for me and sustainable. So, Italy. Italy was so good. Y'all, I went to Italy. For those of you who don't know, I went to Italy. And I was in Austria for a few days to go visit my grandma as well. Because it's literally right there. And if I'm visiting Europe, of course, I will not miss an opportunity to go see my grandma. She (laughs) She actually had COVID before I came. And I was so worried I wasn't going to be able to see her. And then everything worked out and she was better and it all worked out and I was super, super glad. So that was amazing. So good. And then I had a intimacy and film and choreography training, so that was really, really, really fun in Italy. And then I had three whole days all to myself. And so the thing that I was really excited to come on here and chat about on this podcast today specifically was really just the art of learning how to enjoy your alone time and understanding what it means for you to slow down. Okay, so let's like dial it back a little more. Uh, I was on the plane and I met this incredible person and they were like, yeah, I'm going to go to Tuscany and just spend some time writing, doing nothing and learning how to make pasta or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, that sounds so amazing. And in my head, I was like, that sounds really cool. And also I think I'd be probably be super bored after like a few days. And then we talked about like slowing down and how there's like different levels of slowing down. And most of the time, when we think we're slowing down, we're really not. And I resonated with that so deeply because I have a really hard time slowing down in life. So I always feel like I love to be busy. And this is. Probably like 80% true to a certain extent. And then what is difficult for me is that I have a really hard time, like, kind of gauging where my limits are in the long run. So I'll have like big bursts of energy, I'll do things, projects, da 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 da. da. And then when I have like my rest phases, I mentally a lot like a few days. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, so let's get back on track. And if anyone knows anything about human design, if I have any human design junkies on here, I am a manifester. So my energy comes in like bursts and it's very resonant with how I work and, and how I am as a person. But I still haven't really settled into like the rest phases yet right and so I have a really hard time imagining relaxing and slowing down for an extended period of time and that never shifted until I went to Italy and it was crazy because I arrived at the villa and it was just so beautiful outside and the olive trees the vegetation just the views, there was something about it that really just brought me so much peace. Like Tuscany is it's beautiful, hands down. Like nobody's gonna say anything about it. But there's something about certain places or certain areas when you travel in the world, right? That like really invite your brain to relax. And what that looks like for everyone is obviously gonna differ. But I really felt so at peace, and in that moment, I recognized how much my body was craving like even more peace in my life, and I realized that I haven't been giving myself as much of that as I thought, even though I thought I was, so I don't know if anybody's ever felt that way before, but it's like you think you're slowing down, right? Like you think you're slowing down, doing the things, like doing the little breaks on the weekends, getting that massage whenever you can, da 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 da, da like scheduling some time to like just slow down and relax. But really like are we actually slowing down, right? Are we actually turning off? Are we taking conscious time away from our phones? Are we taking mental time away from our work? Are we taking mental time away from our patterns of everything that we demand of ourselves and the world demands of us, right? And so I had like a little, you know, I had like (laughs) my own little Epre Love moment there. And it was interesting to see how that shifted when I, as soon as I went back into the city. Because i was in the countryside before and everything was so peaceful and then i went back in the city and i had all my energy back and i was like okay i'm literally gonna milk these last three days because i had three days all to myself after the whole family stuff after the whole like training stuff all the things and then i had three days to explore the city which i'd been to florence before but it was only like a night or passing through to get to like other cities in italy and when I tell y'all, I had been sleeping on the city. It's actually my favoritest, favoriteest city in all of Europe. I'm so incredibly in love with it. And I did not realize how much I loved. I would love Florence. Like Rome is overrated for sure. And it was so good. It was so good. I went to all of the museums. I literally did all the things. I did like three museums and like two tours in one day. And then the next day I did like another three museums. And then I did like an evening tour and it was so much fun. And when people were like, oh, like, do you miss your family? Or are you sad that they're not here with you? And I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, nah, nah, I'm not missing anyone. I'm literally enjoying my time I don't really miss my kids. I don't really miss my husband. And it's not because I don't love them or I don't think about them. It's because I've really learned how to enjoy my time with myself. And it has taken practice over the years. It has taken practice and commitment to my my deepest promise to myself to honor my identity as my own person. And I think that in the beginning, this is something that a lot of moms struggle with. is like that mom guilt when they leave their kids and they do something for themselves. And I remember feeling that way with my first. And I remember when she, like I threw everything into motherhood with my first kid because I really struggled when i was a teenager with um like addiction and all of those those things and so when i had my daughter um i'd obviously been like clean for a year before i had my daughter but when i had my daughter um like when i was pregnant but when i was got pregnant like everything really shifted for me in that moment and my Maternal instincts really kicked in. And then when I had my daughter, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm throwing everything into motherhood. And this is like the one really good thing I can do in my life. And for the first three years, I was just a mother. Like, I identified so deeply with that. And when she went to daycare for the first day, I was such a mess and realized I didn't even know what to do with myself. Like, and it was like that for a few months. And then that's when I realized in that moment, like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've lost my whole identity of who I am in motherhood. And I, I didn't want it to feel like that. I wanted for like myself to feel more independent and more empowered and just have a really spacious relationship with my own body and my own self. And so then I really started getting serious about taking care of myself as a, a Zaria, right? And not just as a mom or identifying like, oh, my whole life is just being my kid's mom, right? And so obviously, <laughs> it's now like almost 13 years and I have a second child and I have learned so much within all of those years and it's taken a lot of practice to like let go of that mom guilt in the first few years with my oldest but now I've gotten pretty good at it and I, I at first I was like ah is this gonna like you know is this gonna make me be like a bad mom or whatever a bad partner or bad wife or whatever right but realistically this is what I teach in my work right this is what I I really stand behind it's like taking that time to really support your identity within your relationships, whether it's the relationship that you are in with your partner, your lovers, your right, like the the people that are in your life, or even just in parenting. And this is like, the thing that allows me to enjoy my time alone to avoid that, like, resentment or that burnout because there is a really strong sense of identity now this isn't a fucking parenting podcast because like don't ask me about parenting tips because holy shit like parenting is hard enough like I I'm definitely not (laughs) I'm definitely not like I'm the relationship and intimacy coach not the parenting coach so don't don't come at me for parenting tips because I don't have them but yeah I I find that it definitely makes parenting easier <laughs> and a lot more manageable and a lot more real to experience it from a lens of a strong sense of self-identity. Because when I do go on trips and when I do do these things, I feel like it used to be so hard to go somewhere and be like, oh, like I just want to be with my kids and my family and And I just, I'm worried about them and I'm thinking about them 24 seven. And are they like doing this right? And is my partner doing this right? And did they do this and that? Did they remember to do that? Like, oh my God, that's literally taking up so much real estate in my mind. Like I literally just want to have fun. I don't have a ton of opportunity to travel alone all of the time. Right? So like, Mm-mm, mm-mm, honey like this is my me time and so if anybody came at me and were like asking me like oh do you do you miss your kids so much do you miss your husband i'm like hell no i'm loving this moment that i get to spend with myself like these are the moments where i really just get to indulge in in being with myself and enjoying my my own company and my own self. And of course, this doesn't have to take away not even an ounce of love and care that I have for my family, but I'm resting easy that my husband has got this and my kids have got this. Like They are so emotionally stable that we can do these things and be okay, right? I don't want to show them that It's one of those things that you have to go away and feel guilty about. Because, like, why? Mm -mm, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That ain't ain't it for me, honey. So it was so, so, so good. I I did so many things. And I wanted to be busy. I wanted to experience the things. And after, like, a few days in the countryside, it was incredible. And I honestly could have stayed there forever. But I was also really surprised by the kick of energy that I got when I was in the city again and i went to all the things and had so much fun and of course i was updating my my partner and my family as i was going and i was sending them videos and just kind of taking them along for the ride and doing all of the fun things but i enjoyed every moment and it wasn't like i spent a moment missing them in a way that was like taking away from the trip and so my little golden nugget here for you is to really just practice. Practice enjoying that time with yourself. Think about the ways that you are nourished, right? Think about the things that you want to do, the the experiences that you want to have. And I, I really value having sacred and inspiring experiences on your own. I've always said that and I've always been that and I think in like probably 10 years ago when I used to say that I had this really big fear that I was just being avoidant in my relationships and I was like oh like sometimes I do want to have experiences alone and not have to like have them shared because there's something also really special that you learn about yourself in having experiences alone and what I've learned over the few years is that they don't have to be like that all the time but when you do have them it gets to be so good to fully allow yourself to immerse yourself in that moment and to enjoy and to learn more about yourself and then you come back feeling so so good and so fulfilled and you walk in the door and you see all the little faces or your loved one's faces and you're like ugh, I'm feeling so good and so inspired. And this is the reason why in my relationship, I really value like that alone time. And I also offer it obviously to my partner. And I'm like, hey, like if you need to go take your five day hike, cause that's what he loves to do. Like, I mean, my things are definitely a little bit more pricier because <laughs> I like to go travel on a plane and I want to immerse myself in something completely different in a different environment. Uh, and so but that's always kind of how I've been but my partner he really loves like hiking he really loves mountains he really loves like that kind of thing and so like whenever he wants to go like you go for it like go have those experiences on your own and have that like solitude because there is so much time that is taken up by work and relationship and kids and like it's important to support your like your own sense of self in a way that keeps you really inspired and um in a way that keeps you feeling really full without an ounce of guilt right and obviously when we look at this in terms of open relationships i can really see how that is like the same thing right but if you're monogamous this can apply in the same energy in the same context right within your monogamous relationship. So just kind of like giving you a couple of examples of what that looks like. For us, our relationship blueprint for the both of us really prefers and enjoys to be in in monogamy together. And there's so, there's so many ways we can create that freedom in our relationships. And there's so many ways we can create space for expression and like our sense of self and our relationships. And I feel that every relationship will look different depending on like who you're with and your unique blueprint of how you like to do your relationships, but finding those ways that you can maintain that beautiful sense of inspiration. And and the trick in that is really learning to enjoy your own company, right? Like really learning to enjoy you as a human being and your thoughts and your sense of boldness and courage and creativity because it all that all takes courage and boldness and sometimes when we are in relationship it can be really easy to like get so used to relying on each other and all the things and then we forget like we forget our little you know our little adventure in whatever ways that looks like for us so just wanted to drop some of that inspiration in here and let you know that if you struggle right with being away from your partners or your kids or like feeling that sense of independence, that it's really like practice thing in really finding the things that excite you and giving yourself that permission to enjoy them. And we work up to it, right? I definitely think that there's a time and a place for everything Uh, Like if I was still breastfeeding or like my baby was still really small or right, like we have to look at creating the most like settled place for our nervous system to go from if this is something that is really edgy for us, but it can even just be like taking that non-negotiable time of half an hour every day and doing those little things and then we gradually build up and to then just really acknowledge that we get to have these moments where we feel really good about spending time away and it doesn't have to mean anything about our relationship it doesn't have to mean anything about our capacity to love our kids our partners um the our lovers right and it's it's It is such a big challenge that I had to go through, especially for someone like me who really struggled with anxious attachment. And I used to mask that with avoidant attachment so that I would never actually like truly be attached to somebody because I knew that my anxious attachment would pop up. And so over the years of like therapy and coaching and all the things, right? And practice and learning how to actually enjoy my time alone and enjoy my sense of independence and my sense of curiosity, right? On my own, it took practice and it's so good to feel really secure and yummy in my body when it comes to these things. Cause it was definitely a struggle and I validate for anyone who finds himself in a struggle with either mom guilt or just having a hard time with your partner or when they're away or when you're away, right? Like it can feel hard. And I'm not going to lie. I did have moments in the plane where I had hell anxiety because for those of you who know me, I have crazy flight anxiety, like crazy. I have to like be fully medicated, basically like knocked out. It's, it's a long ass story. So Yes, of course, I have those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, it'd be so nice to have somebody here right now. And also, even though I absolutely hate flying and I would rather be teleported somewhere and ripped into a thousand pieces and then put back together and arrive at the destination than get on a plane and fly somewhere, um, it was so worth it. (laughs) And I have to fly to Austin, Texas in a few weeks, uh, just for like five days or something like that. So that'll be nice. And also it's another plane trip. So that's going to have to be like a whole ordeal. And before every trip that is on a plane, I'm always a little anxious because transitions can feel a little hard, especially if they're on towards a plane and jet lag. And all of those things can really contribute to making one feel fragile and a little like discombobulated or, or out of place. But there are so many moments that make it worth it to have that time alone and to really enjoy it. And this podcast episode is really just to inspire you to take space if you can, if you're, if you have access to it. Um, and if you don't like whatever that looks like for you, right. It doesn't have to be like a fucking Europe trip. It can literally be an hour in your day where you truly practice just enjoying your own company without like filling that space with a lot of stimuli which is something that i even tend to fall into right and then i have to like catch myself for it so it's just a reminder we're all here on the same fucking journey with all the things and i hope that something in this episode really inspired you or prompted you to even just like take a little solo trip take a little take a little solo trip to the next city near you or yeah just just do something for yourself and Just allow yourself to enjoy that time alone and see it as a gift to your relationship, your future relationships, uh, yourself, your children, um, your loved ones that you share relationship with because it is, it really truly is because the more we feel grounded in our own desires or dreams, our identity, our sense of self, the better we can show up in relationship no matter what that looks like. And there's so much power in that. So with that said, I'm so happy to be back, dropping a little episode for y'all, and it's going to get juicy in the next couple of episodes. I am not sure what I'm going to talk about, but to keep myself accountable, maybe I will talk about my most recent event that I hosted, a birthday party. It was a kinky birthday party. It was really good. And it was so fun. But of course, first, I'm going to check in and see if there is an opportunity for the person to come on here and chat with all of us about it. So yeah, that's what's that's what's coming up. Really fun things. I'm so excited to share all the things to come. So thanks for listening. I'm sending you a giant big hug
0: and I will see you next week. And that's a wrap on another episode of Getting Intimate. I hope you got exactly what you needed today in this podcast and that you can find more ways to bring more juicy connection to yourself, your relationships, your body, and your sexuality. I hope you're feeling inspired. And I want you to remember, take what feels really yummy and ditch the rest. Everything I'm offering on this podcast is in service of your greatest pleasure and thriving. And as the Pussy Fairy, it's my duty to bring you more exquisite pleasure. If you want to get in touch, come find me on my website at www.bazariameneses.com. And I have tons of ways you can work with me. You can say hi or you can even ask a question. I would be so happy to hear from you. You can also subscribe to my email for a juicy gift and come find me on Instagram at azaria.menezes. Either way, I'm sending you all the juicy vibes for your week ahead.